0: Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Teresa Surratt. Yes, I'm (laughs) (laughs) Brett Surratt. I live in North Richland Hills with my husband and two boys age 13 and 17 and I own white slate insurance an independent insurance agency in Southlake
1: Texas awesome well, I appreciate you taking the time out today to be able to talk to me and <clears throat> one of the things I wanted to be able to do is to really get to know you as a business owner as a woman in insurance there's a lot of women in insurance but there's not a lot of women in leadership and in insurance so um <clears throat> With that, the of course the name of the podcast is Power Women in Insurance. So I wanted to be able to chit chat with women across the country in leadership positions, and really just say, you know, maybe our the way we do things is a little bit different. Maybe our message is a little bit different, and really just encourage other women, and really just get out there and put a message out there that that the industry needs more strong, powerful women. So I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. Yay, Brooke! Thank you. um Brooke tell me tell me because we don't we don't grow up saying hey I want to be an in insurance right I mean you know my undergrad degree is elementary education so I obviously came to this industry uh, through a back door right I think most of us do tell tell me your insurance story so
0: um I was a stay-at-home mom for 11 years when my kids were little There's a little bit of uh, space between their two ages. And um, one of my friends, my husband had been um, asking me if, you know, to get back into the workforce and I was volunteering at the schools. He was like, you know, you really need a job. And one of our, our, a mutual friend between my husband, we hang out with them a lot, asked me if I would do him a favor. And um, the favor was cold calling, large commercial insureds, I could do it from home, I could do it on my own hours, I could pick up my kids from school when they get out of school, and um, yeah, so I started doing that,
1: Cold calling um, is a small favor, huh? I don't know if any of us would ever believe that cold calling, it would be defined or put in that slot of life as, as, a, as a small favor. <laughs>
0: right? But because I was working from home, no one could hear me when I made a mistake. And I, I learned how to do it really well. And I fell in love with the industry. And then I got licensed. And I started on the independent side, working for a small wholesaler over in North Dallas, had great experiences there. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, as time progressed, I moved up in the company and I just decided that I wanted to be my own boss. That's um, so I, think, cool. I think that I think that kind of jumps forward to to some of the other questions, but I'll stop there um, <laughs> because we'll we'll continue that in a moment. <laughs> right.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I, I always find it is interesting how everybody kind of gets in. So you really started more in the commercial insurance space than, yeah. you know, than with Allstate or State Farm or whatever. That might be a little bit more of the the personal. So that's interesting. I think that's super cool. So, and so what would you, what would you say is your insurance, your insurance strength, your insurance superpower, your insurance, je ne sais quoi, what would you say is your coolness in that space?
0: Oh, that's definitely the voice because (laughs) I worked so long on, on cold calling. I worked on my tone of voice. I worked on the volume of my voice. I worked on, I had so many calls. That I learned how to get a yes, and it's the voice. I had—I I actually had a guy call me back um, one time. I had left a voice message, and he said, "Brooke, I don't know what it was about your voice. I never call people that cold. Call me back, but there was just something about your voice." <laughs> It was the craziest thing ever. And then he got cold feet and I got pretty fast.
1: No way. (laughs)
0: Yes, it was so great. That is hilarious. That is awesome. So that's, that's, you have a great
1: voice though. You really do. I mean, you have a very calm, welcoming, soothing, but yet there's still that assertiveness there too, that, that, that delivers that trust. And I would agree. How did you, how did you kind of develop that? What, what tools did you use to be able to develop that?
0: So, I, in in some ways it's genetic, right? Because I was told as a young girl, when I would read in school, you know how the teacher will ask you to read aloud. She, I was told that you know when you go to a museum and you've got the person who's reading the the commentary about whatever it is. You, she said you've got that voice, you've got the per. So 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 part of it was that, but I also studied, um, <laughs> and kind of fine tuned it, I guess. Um, back you know, when I started in 2014, YouTube was not a big thing. Um, And and getting information on um, how to sell or how to get a yes was not readily available. But I did find some YouTube videos back then um, that actually helped me. You know, one of the, I'll give you one one quick tip because this is, you know, all about value, right? Right. Um, When when you're on the phone with someone and you want to um, show that you Know what you're talking about, and that you are an authority in the uh, space that you're talking about. End your sentence on a downward turn instead of an upward turn. So, if you have a question, did you hear my how my voice just went down? Question. Right. Um, you you don't end with a because if you end with an upturn and if your voice goes higher. In pitch, then you sound incompetent or no, incompetent, strong, um, unsure of yourself. Okay. Um, Okay. So yeah. So do you want to go to
1: the store with me today? That's true. It does sound kind of like, um, you know, um, flighty. It sounds. Yeah. Or or do you you want to go to the store with me today? Oh, okay. I like that. I can definitely hear that. that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So does that work with your children then? Absolutely. <laughs>
0: yes. Applicable for all areas a- along, of life. Along with the mom look. yeah,
1: I'm, I'm oh, oh, yeah The mom look gets too far too. I totally agree. <laughs> wow. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. And I, I know that that really helps out when, um, so do you do, do you, you incorporate a lot of cold calling into your business now? Cause I know that you do focus on, in, on commercial insurance in your agency. So do you also do that cold calling now?
0: Actually, I'm not. I have so much business coming in. Um, I'm a member of a local networking group, a BNI group. Um, I've got a lot of business coming from that, and I have a lot of referral business. So I don't have time to cold call. I would actually like to get back into it because I think when you really want to go after some of those larger accounts, that's a great way to get your foot in the door. You're not looking to bind an account on that first cold call or that second cold call, you're looking to get an appointment. And that right. is, you know, part of the, part of the little secrets and keys of cold calling is know what the purpose of your call is. And awesome. so the purpose of your call is not to, um, you know, get them to buy insurance from you on the phone because it's a really large account you're going after. You want an appointment so that you can meet them so that you can create that relationship that they'll want to buy from you. So Absolutely. there you go.
1: Yep. absolutely. Well, very cool. Well, okay. So then that kind of leads into what do you really feel like is your biggest accomplishment? Cause going out, I mean, it, it takes guts to be out there as an entrepreneur. And like you said, I mean, you know, you started off kind of cold calling and then you kind of moved up in the company swap companies and moved up in that company. I mean, there's a lot of security in that, that I think a lot of people don't necessarily want to just jump off that ledge and go, you know, entrepreneur on that so what would you say is your biggest accomplishment and you know and, and think about also maybe the challenges along the way that came through with that because what what would you feel like is your biggest your biggest accomplishment is being um, a, an agency owner and or a woman just you know in insurance overall
0: I would definitely say um, starting my own agency is my biggest accomplishment and um, you know, there was a lot of learning that that goes into that. Um, I started in large commercial before I started my agency. And there was a lot, there was a huge box that has all this stuff in it. And it, and the stuff in it is, I don't know what I don't know. Right. And figuring out, you know, it's the Everything is you know you can figure out anything right so right. so that's that's huge. if you have the right um you know attitude and keeping positive is a huge challenge for most of us because starting a business is not easy for any it exists I don't for, think we
1: can No, I agree us. I don't think it's something that's truly achievable mm-hmm. at every you know at every moment. I think there's like glimpses of it here and there, but you I agree be. with you completely.
0: Yeah, I, I really work hard to stay balanced and I'm, I'm, it's going to be a constant struggle for me. Um, I struggle with making sure that I get enough exercise that I'm eating right, or just making better decisions than I did the day before. Um, making sure that, um, I'm spending quality time with my family, making sure that all my clients are getting taken care of. So yeah, my, my biggest, um, challenge and, you know, accomplishment would definitely be starting my own business. There's a lot to be figured out. You know, you've got all the different systems and figuring out how to, you know, keep everyone happy and in, in your household, your clients, because they're <laughs> your true boss. When when you're the CEO or the president of your company, your clients are your boss.
1: Right. You know, so... Absolutely, and and everybody has a different. It's almost like you have like a hundred bosses, or five hundred bosses, or a thousand, or whatever, depending yeah, on how many doctor. clients you have. Because everybody has a totally different version of what it is you should be doing right now. Absolutely, and I found that that's one of my biggest struggles. Is my family has their own expectations, and then my clients have their own expectations, and then my team have their own expectations, and I've got to be able to kind of set expectations for me and what I'm willing to be able to do within that space. But at the same point, I have to be able to listen and meet their needs, and at least make them think that I'm matching their needs as much as humanly possible, you know, while still not, you know, driving myself insane. So absolutely. Well, kudos to you. Kudos to you. So what have you found within that though, that has been your key to being able to, to, to be able to, to create that for yourself? Like what, what keeps you, what keeps you, I'm going to use the word balance, but what keeps you (laughs) in that space where you feel like you are moving forward or what is, what is the key to your success in that way?
0: Um, I, I keep, I journal. That's one thing nice. that I yeah. do that, that really kind of keeps me focused. Um, in, in my journal, I, I really focus on things that I'm thankful for, things that I'm excited about Yeah, and wins. And at the very, very bottom of the page, things that I can improve upon. And there's a very small space for that. So I <laughs> I want to focus, of course, I do want to focus on getting better, right. but I do not want to focus on <clears throat> <clears throat> negative, just just the negativity of life because there's plenty uh-huh. of it out there, right? Uh-huh. So I want to be focusing on the positive things, and that's what uh-huh. keeps me centered is what I'm thankful for. and um And that, you know, for me, that includes daily prayer. That includes, you know, being thankful for the blessings that have, that fall upon me. That includes making sure that I tell people that I appreciate them. Things like that.
1: Yeah. I think that attitude of gratitude is so important. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, for years, I think that I had a lot of people in my life that it kind of created drama because it made them feel kind of important, gave something to talk about. And I think even now, like if I sit down with somebody and the, the whole concept is kind of a creation of a drama issue, maybe you know like this really isn't that big of a deal but they're going to make it a really big deal right yes i have to kind of avoid those types of situations because otherwise it messes with my head <clears throat> i mean i it messes with me it messes mm-hmm. with my heart it messes with my ability to go home and relax because i'm all you know into this work thing Absolutely. And I and I really have to make sure that I, I double check on that and do a, a gratitude check on that. And every night before my husband and I go to bed, we talk about the three things for the day that we're really grateful for. And um, that's really good for both of us because that way we know each other is more focused on gratitude. And it helps us sleep at night, I think, too. Let us kind of release the day. Yeah, End it on a positive that. note. Well, we all have to do that. Yes. So, so how do you want to be able to take your impact though? There's not a lot of, there's, you know what, honestly, there have been more women entering the insurance industry in the past five years, I think, than we've really historically seen in a leadership position. And I'm super excited about that. I mean, when I go to conferences, used to, because I've been, i been an agency owner now for 18 years, and I didn't really delve into the agency owner world until really the last four or five. But <clears throat> when I would go to conferences before, because I am part of a, a, a group, right? Whenever I go to these conferences, there'd be like two women in the room, you know. Now all of a sudden, I go and there's like you know five, five or six, and there's a lot of women in support in industry, which is amazing and fabulous. And I'm always grateful for those interactions. But how do you want to be able to take your influence with what you're doing and what you're achieving, what you're learning, and how do you want to be able to take that into into our industry to be able to move forward and to be able to inspire others what what do you want to do kind of with your with your superpower like you mentioned of your your voice and the things that you've learned and the, the 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 working for the balance and how to be able to create all that how do you how do you want to be able to influence our community going forward hello loyal listeners hey are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client maybe you maybe not
0: I have been fortunate to have a couple of lady insurance agency owners that have had a great impact on me and my business, and they have helped me stay focused on the things that I actually need to be focused on because all of us get distracted by shiny object syndrome, right? right? Um, So, and this is what I'm actually currently doing is um, there's always going to be someone a step behind where you have just, you just left in your business. Um, so I have um, reached out to a couple of new lady insurance agency owners and I'm trying to help them stay focused the way others have helped me stay focused. Um, and, and it could be, you know, uh, just having an accountability uh, meeting with them every so often, however that, however often that they need it, it could be um, sending them a message to stay positive. You know, when they're having, because you know we see we see them post on Facebook and and when, they might send us a message and you can tell they're down, something's not right. Right. Um, and there's, you know, there's this entrepreneur ride is the biggest roller coaster ride that I have ever been on. It is. There are times when you your stomach is taken out, oh, you know, is, and you get off the ro- off the roller coaster ride, and you want to puke your guts.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> like,
0: and there's there's highs and there's lows, right? Yeah. And so I want to help help them celebrate those highs, of course, because you know that's exactly what they want and need. Because when you're an entrepreneur, your your list of friends that you can celebrate those things. Um, the list of friends is, is rather small. And so I want to help them celebrate, but I also want to help, you know, bring them up and be an encouragement when they need it and help them, you know, get refocused and, and get that drive back in them because, you know, it's, it's, it's hard sometimes to pull it from within. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, so that's what I've had in the past that I want to pass along to other female insurance agency owner.
1: I think that's awesome. And I think a, a really important word in that too is that we also need to ask for what we want. So yeah. there's a lot of times that as an entrepreneur, <clears throat> we or as a business owner overall, we, 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 we know we need that encouragement. We want that encouragement. We crave that encouragement, right? But we don't let other people be there for us or we think we need to try to be strong or we need to try to, you know, get home and take care of our family or we need to get to this next networking meeting or we need to get this application taken care of or whatever. And we don't reach out and we don't get that extra encouragement and I think that that's one thing that our industry, especially with technology right now, I mean, you and I are sitting here over Zoom, right? I mean, we don't have to be, you know, to where we have to drive because we we live, what, about an hour apart from each other, 45 minutes. So we don't have to be, you know, where we take our day and we go out for lunch. We have to drive to be able to do that like, you know, you would had two years ago. So I think if we could really reach on out to and be able to ask for that assistance that we need, then those people like you're mentioning and, and you specifically, you can get the you can get the feeding that you need and then you can also give the feeding that others need. And the combination of the two is what makes this, this, it makes entrepreneurial. So entrepreneurship so cool is because everybody's different, you know, and you're going to have totally different ideas maybe about how to deal with the situation. And I might not love all of them. I mean, let's be honest, you know, I might not Mm -hmm. love all of them, but you know, something's going to resonate, you know, and we've had those moments. I think that's super cool. Absolutely. I agree. Now, I have to tell you, also, my favorite word is shakabuku, and if you just say it, it feels funny on your lips. I mean, it just, it feels so cool. It's kind of like, you know, when you're a kid, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I I think it's, you know, kind of like, to me, it's like my adult version of that. So, anyway... But to me, the shakabuku is a strong, swift, spiritual kick to the head. And I think we all have those moments in life where we're just going along, doing our thing, and all of a sudden, something happens in our life. If it's, you know, somebody gets sick, or we realize maybe, you know, we did something wrong in our business, or maybe we realized we did something right in our business, right? Or somebody gives us a accolades or a kudos that we're on the right track, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be negative, right? But but a strong, swift, spiritual kick to the head that alters your reality forever. That's technically the Urban Dictionary and according to my favorite movie ever called Gross Point Blank with uh, John Cusack. But Minnie Driver, they're sitting there and um, they used to date in high school in the movie and she says to, to John Cusack's character, she says, you know what you need? And he says, what? And she says, you need a shakabuku. And he says, what is a shakabuku? And she says, a strong, swift, spiritual kick to the head that alters your reality forever and that sounds super like i don't know really deep or whatever but it doesn't have to be like really salacious or anything so have you had a moment in your in your life in your time that just really changed your direction maybe changed your focus changed your heart changed your mind about something that has really been able to just impact how you deal with things, and have you had a shakabuku and could you tell us how that has affected you as a as a business owner?
0: Absolutely, I have i love I love this question. it, it is very challenging um, <clears throat> and I, I think I have a good <laughs> answer for you. Oh good <laughs> so um when I started my agency i I made the decision that I wanted to work with people that I love to work with and for the benefit of my family. Um, so, and it also had to be on my terms, Mm. right? Right. So, um, so I only choose, I only choose to do business with people that I like, Personally,
1: like if I don't like you, I'm not likely Girl, to do your Girl, that is entry. so important. How many of us? How many of us want to be able to give away the milk with the cow? I mean, you know right? what I mean. How many of us want to just kiss everybody's butt and we'll do whatever it takes to be able to do business with you and make you like us? I mean, you know, there are times that even like at the grocery store, I want to make sure people like me, right? Or I do absolutely. I want it. to please other people. Yes, yes,
0: and I absolutely. have. I have a. I have a policy. And I'm using my air quotes, my fingers. (laughs) Um, I have an internal insurance policy within my agency, and I'm not going to use the exact term, but I'm pretty sure anybody can figure it out. And (laughs) it is the it is the no jerk policy.
1: Oh, no jerk policy! I like that. Well,
0: jerk is the nice term, right?
1: (laughs) That's the, that's the for, for public consumption word, right?
0: Yeah, that's the, you can publish this podcast ter- that's <laughs> term. That's hilarious. I love so, it. So, yeah, we we do not, if if, if you're going to treat my staff poorly or you're going to speak yeah. to me in a way that is not respectful, when I'm doing a wonderful service to you and I intend to work very hard for all of my clients. Um, I have the, the best intentions for them. If we're not a fit personnel, like in that way, you're not the right fit for my agency. Now, we're not, I think we're not doing business.
1: That's so important. How do you, how do you express that though? Because I mean, you know, in trying to be a positive person, right. Um, how do we tell our clients or vendors or whatever carrier, whatever it might be, right. That might come on in and be a jerk in our area, what advice would you give somebody who would sit there and go, oh, that's a really great idea, but, you know, how do I, how do I, how do I say those things? You know, I mean, what, what focus do you have when you do that? I guess that's kind of my point.
0: So, it kind of depends on where you are in the relationship Mm -hmm. and where they, where they are in, in your agency. So, um, let's say, for example, it's a prospective client. They're not, you haven't written their insurance. Right. Um, You know, it, it may be as simple as, you know, I'm sorry, Mr. Jerk. I really don't, I really don't think that my agency is a good fit for your needs. Thank you for letting me have the opportunity to quote your business. But, you know, I, I really think you need to go find another agency that can, that can fulfill what, what it is that you're asking of us. Um, now, if they're a client, if they're already a client, that's a different, that's a different conversation, right, right? Right. Um, so <laughs> there's, there's a lot of ways that you can um, <laughs> let, let clients go or, or set them free. <laughs> it could be um, directing them to, it could be, you know, kind of a a passive aggressive send them to the insurance company. Um, right. You know, if, if you have any questions, you need to call the insurance company. Right. Don't, don't call my office anymore. Like we, you if we can't have a, a civilized conversation, you need to call the insurance company. Right. Um, it could be, um, it, it, it could be a letter in the mail that, that just says, you know, we're no longer going to, we're not going to, our agency is not going to renew your insurance when it's time to renew. Right. Um, the insurance company will probably, you know, you can find another agency with this insurance company without any problems. If you want a referral, I'll be glad to give you one. Right. So those are two, you know, two decent ways to, to handle that. I
1: love it. I love it. No. And, 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 is, is and, you know, sometimes as business owners, we just want everything that comes to our door because we're so tr- focused on trying to be able to build our agency and, you know, and, or we want everybody to refer us to somebody else or, you know, we're, you know, we understand that this is a relationship oriented business and sometimes that can be super hard. So yeah, that's such a good word for today is to be able to really focus on your, we, we, t- we hear all the time about niche creating your niche in your industry, but it's also creating your tribe. And your tribe is the people that really resonate with you, that you communicate well with. And if that's, not, um, if that's not a certain client, if it's not a certain person in your space, then we need to make sure that we understand that that is part of that niche, is creating the fact that we draw the people that we want. Because if we allow, I think, those people that are more challenging, in our space then we could be attracting more and more and more people like that because we're allowing that and we're getting referrals from them or whatever that are more challenging and that's a really great point is that maybe we just need to make sure that we keep our space really really clean in that direction so
0: absolutely and i would like to add when you are getting started as an insurance agency owner is when it's the most challenging
1: mm, right?
0: because you need revenue in the door yesterday. Yeah, it's hard getting started, especially if you start as a scratch agency and you don't have a book that you've purchased or inherited or are rolling or whatever the case may be. Right. You're getting started. It's hard. Yeah, it's really hard. And so staying true to that value is a big challenge.
1: Right. And I don't think a lot of people realize that an insurance um we don't make the huge margins that a lot of other people think that we make and they think oh i pay this insurance company three thousand dollars a year they should certainly be making you know enough money and the reality is that's not what we make on it you know kind of thing so we have to have multiple multiple clients multiple 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 clients and especially depending on if you're on commercial or personalized end of the spectrum you know and i think people always think they're always you know, the center of the universe, which to some degree, they are at that moment. But at the same time, they need to be polite and respectful, as much as we do to each other within that industry. So or within that space. So Brooke, you are 110% delightful, as you always are. And I always love talking to you always 100%. I mean, you can call me any day on a Friday morning, and we would just (laughs) chit chat and blow it up. Thank you so much for your time today. You have been awesome. Do you have any last words that you want to be able to mention anything that you got going on?
0: Um, you know, I would just like to encourage all the female, you know, business owners and leaders out there. You know, there's always going to be challenges that we have. um, And it's always really nice to reach out to others that are, you know, in the space in the same space. And don't be closed off. It's easy. It's easy to shut yourself in a closet. But reach out to other, you know, leaders that are females that are struggling with similar things that you're struggling with, even if it's not business related, because sometimes they can help you like you have in the past for me, help you move forward so that you can get back to business, the business of your business and, and and get out of your head because you know, we all struggle. Whether you choose to admit to it or not, we do. (laughs) And you know, sure. I, I greatly appreciate that you are pulling this podcast together to hopefully, you know, help other females reach out to one another and and get the resources and the support that we need because it's different for us in in, in ways, you know, the guys they have their own needs, right? And that's Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And um but there's a lot more of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> and there's fewer of us and we want right. to encourage Encourage, you know, all, all the females, whether they're in a, in a, um, in a space of, um, leadership or they're interested in, in a leadership, right? We definitely want to reach out to them and, and help bring them along. So I appreciate you.
1: Thank you, Brooke. All right, everybody. This has been the Power Women in Insurance. And Brooke is a power woman in insurance. If you want to reach on out to her, don't forget she is at White Slate Insurance in North Richland Hills in Texas, the great, amazing state of Texas. So, uh, everybody, this is Teresa Kitchens. Thank you so much for joining us today. And go on out and embrace your awesomeness. Thanks so much.